identifying the house of Israel by the curses. The question is, can we identify the true descendants of the Israelites by the curses that we find in Deuteronomy chapter 28? Yehoshua says that his father sent him only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And that the work that he transferred or he commissioned his disciples to do was to go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It's very important because for him to return, he has to return to a specific people. And we have to go back to the scriptures to see exactly what the scripture says about the house of Israel. Because there could be no kingdom on earth without the regathering of the dispersed of Israel. And this cannot be achieved if they are not identified. So it's very important for us to go back to the scrolls and to identify who are the real house of Israel based on what's written in the Torah. And we're going to use Deuteronomy chapter 28 to be able to identify those people the house of Israel. So once they are identified, then health can be restored unto them according to the great commission, great commission where he sent his disciples out to reach the house of Israel, scattered among the nations. So how can they be identified so health can be administered to them? The answer is very simple. We follow the sicknesses according to the scripture. As a good detective, it's our job to go out and to search all the information. We just can't take what Christianity and other folks are saying about the house of Israel being here in Europe and so forth. We have to look at what the scripture actually says. And one way to detect uh, where the house and who the people are is based on the sicknesses. And there are a list of sicknesses or curses that are found in Scripture. Because that's exactly what Yehoshua did, and that's what his disciples did also. But the question is, is this what Christianity is doing? Are they looking for the house of Israel based on the curses or the sicknesses? Because they teach that, uh, you know, you go into all the world and reach everyone, but that's not according to the Scriptures. The scripture says, to go and reach those that were sick, those that were afflicted, based on specifics. Let's look at why the house of Israel was considered to be sick. We can find in the book of Amos chapter 3, it says, Hear this word that Yahweh hath spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family, which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, you only, not the whole world, not everyone that you find out there in the churches and so forth, but you only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities or sins. Because Israel, the children of Israel, transgressed against the Most High, He says, I will punish them and He will inflict them with certain sicknesses, certain curses. That's why it's so important for us to trace the evidence that we find in the Torah, the Tanakh, the Scriptures. 
Go back and read what's been written, what's said about Israel. Then we're going to get the better understanding. It continues in Ezekiel 36, 16 to 18 says, Moreover, the word of Yahuwah came unto me, saying, Son of man, when the house of Israel dwells in their own land, they defile it by their own way and by their own doings. Their way was before me as the uncleanliness of a removed woman. In other words, he likened Israel's sin as a woman on her cycle. When she's unclean, she has to be removed. She has to go into a, another location so that the rest of the house would not, or the, the house, the premises, the dwelling place, will not be defiled. In this case, Israel being defiled was causing the land to be defiled. And therefore, the Most High had to remove her. So it says in verse 18, Wherefore I poured my fury upon them, for the blood that they had shed upon the land, and for their idols wherewith they had polluted it. When they went after different idols, it was as if they went after other husbands. Okay? And therefore, Yahweh said in uh, Shemot, Exodus 20, that He is a jealous God. He's a jealous God, and therefore, identifying His people Israel as being in a covenant of marriage. So, He removed Israel because of the sickness, because of disobedience. Now, in Ezekiel chapter 12, verses 1, the word of Yahuwah also came unto me, saying, Son of man, you dwelt in the midst of a rebellious house, that's Israel, which have eyes to see, and they see not. They have ears to hear, and they hear not, for they are a rebellious house. Therefore, you son of man, prepare for you stuff for removing, and remove by day in their sight, and you shall remove from your place to another place in their sight. It may be they will consider, though they be a rebellious house. So the Most High had removed Israel because of their rebellion. And in verses 4 it says, Then shall you bring forth your stuff by day in their sight, as a testimony, a testimony against the house of Israel for their sins. As stuff for their removing, so it's as if the U-Haul truck came in and just took all their stuff out of their sight. They were kicked out of their homes because of the, of the land because of their sin. And he says, and you shall go forth at even in their sight. So in the evening time, which is a type pointed to the future, as they that go forth into captivity. So he was basically identifying using the evening time period as a type of the future to show that they will be going in the future into captivity, into all the nations. And that's very important to understand and to identify because of the curses. This is how we know the true Israel. Once you break the Torah, he's going to kick you out of the land if you do not keep his commandments. 
So he says here, Son of Man, verses 22, What is that proverb that you have in the land of Israel, saying, The days are prolonged, and every vision faileth? Because the people were thinking that, you know, we can stay in the land, no problem, and uh, they can get away with whatever that they want to do. But that's not the case. The Most High says, if you do not keep my covenant, I'm going to kick you out of the land. Verse 27 says, Son of man, behold, they of the house of Israel say, the vision that he seeth is for many days to come. So they're saying, well, we can take it easy. The things that um, the Most High is prophesying, it's not for right now, it's for the future, so we can just go ahead and do as we pleased. But we have to be very careful because whatever our forefathers have done, it falls upon the children. That's why he says in Shemot, Exodus 20, upon the third and fourth generation, upon the third and fourth generation. So, when we do sin, our children are the ones who pay the price for it. So he says, they said that, um, you know, it's going to be for the days to come in the future. And he prophesied of the times that are far off. So the curses, the punishment is going to affect the house of Israel in the future. And we're going to see exactly by the curses who are the descendants of these Israelites that uh, the Most High has pronounced a curse on. So in verses 28 it says, Therefore say unto them, Thus say Yahweh, there shall none of my words be prolonged anymore. So he's not going to hold back. He's not going to withhold the punishment. But the word which I have spoken shall be done. Say, Yehoah, Elohim. And it says here in Jeremiah 30, 17, that even though he pronounced a, a curse, he always come back with words of comfort. And in Jeremiah 30 and 17 it says, For I will restore health. So there's a promise that he will restore health unto those that he loved. Punish them in measure, as it says. I will restore health unto you, and I will heal you of your wounds, saith Yahuwah. Because they called you an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seek after. And in this case, man means all the nations or Adam. No one is looking out for the interests of Israel. Okay, the true Israelites. And we're going to see exactly what that means. In verse 18 it says, Thus saith Yahuwah, Behold, I will bring again the captivity of Jacob's tents. Plural. His tents. Because if you go back to the book of Kings, you'll read and see that the house of Israel was split into two. And because it was split into two, and all the tribes scattered, they had to be brought back as one fold. So it says, And have mercy on his dwelling places, and the city shall be built upon her own heaps, and the palace shall remain after the manner thereof. So, Christianity is teaching that they're going to be going up into heaven, and Israel is done away with. The scriptures is telling us, there will be a restoration of the house of Israel. So if everyone is going up into heaven, 
How can this prophecy come to pass? How could it be fulfilled? How can there be a restoration of the tents of Jacob? If everyone is up in heaven, that means God is going to spend time on earth with Israel and all of Christianity is going to be up in heaven, so he's going to be like going back and forth. That doesn't make any sense. So we know according to the scriptures, the Tanakh, that the house of Israel will be restored according to the promises found in the scripture. In the book of Luke, the Brit Hadashah, 14, 17 to 19, it says, And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, that's Isaiah, and this person, this uh, person that is mentioned here is none other than Yehushua, because he came to fulfill a promise of restoration, to start the promise, to start the process, okay? He didn't fulfill all of it, but he started the process. It says, the spirit of Yehuah is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the basar of the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance, excuse me, to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind. That's also part of the curses. To set at liberty them that are bruised. So the them is not the whole world, the them are specifically the house of Israel. To preach the acceptable year of Yahuwah. So all those things are very important. The blessings for keeping the Torah. Now, in the book of Deuteronomy 28, before the curses were pronounced, blessings were also pronounced. Now, I'm not going to go into all of that. You can read that on your own. Begin at verses 1 of Deuteronomy 28. But there are blessings of the womb uh, through childbirth of your land and animals. There's a complete blessing that goes around for the whole house of Israel. And we're going to touch on a few of them. It says here, It shall come to pass if you shall hearken or listen completely unto the voice of the Most High, and to observe all, to do all His commandments, which He command you, instruct you, okay, that Yahuwah, your Elohim, will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. So if we obey His words, He's going to set us above all the nations. That means that, you know, there's a separation. Ones that He loved more than the other nations. So what they teach in uh, Christianity is not correct. That, you know, He loved all the people. Well, He loved those that keep His commandments, that's true. But He does have a set of people that he have set above all the nations of the earth, and that's Israel. And it says, And all these blessings shall come upon you, that's Israel, and overtake you. So you'll have so much blessings in abundance. Israel will have so much blessings in abundance that it will just, their store, our storehouses will be just overflowing. If you shall hearken unto the voice of Yahuwah, your Elohim, your God. Verses 13 says, And Yahuwah shall make you the head, 
and not the tail. Now when you really think about that, he is saying that once you keep his commandments, one of the signs of blessings on you, you'll be the head. But if you don't, he's going to make you the lowest of the low. Keep that in mind, that's very important. And you shall be above only, and you shall not be beneath, if that you listen or hearken unto the commandments, or the mitzvot, the instructions, of Yahuwah, your Elohim, your power, which I command you this day to observe and to do them, and you shall not go aside from any, make sure that you understand that, from any of the words which I command you this day. Now what does Christianity teach? They teach you that, you know, you can do whatever you feel like doing. You can pick and choose. You can have a buffet of commandments. You can say, well, okay, I'm going to honor my husband and wife, but I don't need to keep the Shabbat. Or I don't need to keep the feast days. I could um, not kill, but I don't need to keep the feast days. So they pick and choose what they want, and they call themselves saved. But you cannot be saved if you do not keep the commandments which the Most High have set up. So we cannot go aside from any of the words, okay? Which I command you this day to the right hand, so you can't bear off to the right, or you cannot bear off to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Going after other gods meaning to be obedient to other forms of religion. Every religion has a deity, okay? And they're all false, but there's only one true one. The one that says to keep his commandments, all of them, not some. So if you need to go and study more about the blessings, you can read from 1 to 14 of Deuteronomy 28. But what I want to focus on is to identify the house of Israel based on specific curses. That's very, 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 very important. Because as I said before, Christianity is not looking for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. They're looking to build churches. That's their job. So, we are going to look at a certain set of people who have been inflicted by the curses that Yahuwah, the Most High, had uh, prophesied or said. Okay? Deuteronomy 28 and 15. Let's take a close look at these curses. But it shall come to pass, if you will not hearken or listen unto the voice of Yahuwah your power, your Elohim, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you this day, that all these curses, not some, all the curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Now, you can see these pictures here. And these pictures speak a thousand words to give you a little insight as to identify the true Israelites. As I said, identify Israel through the curses. That's one way to make sure that you understand specifically who are the true Israelites. It says, Cursed shall you be in a city. Now this billboard here 
shows the American dream and says on the top world's highest standard of living and you can see a Gentile European family and they normally have their dogs with them that's a practice among the Gentiles to have a, a family and a dog a man's best friend was uh, um, conceived that idea of dogs being man best friend from the Gentiles so nevertheless you can see that this is the ideal um, family of prosperity yet on the, on the bottom of the screen you can see people that are standing in line for jobs are those are people of color and it says in the bulletin in the billboard excuse me there's no way like the American way so when you look at this picture it will give you a little bit of understanding we're going to continue so you understand completely now there's a word that is termed tied with certain people which are people of color that they live in ghettos let's look at the word ghetto the word ghetto is synonymous with Hebrews why let's take a look and see a ghetto is a part of a city in which members of a minority group live ask yourself who lives in ghettos and it says especially because of social legal or economic pressure now who suffers from social legal or economic pressure ask yourself that question and when you ask yourself those questions you will get the answer the term was originally used in Venice to describe the part of a city to which Jews were restricted that's the first time the word ghetto were used and segregated okay so there's a people who have been identified as Jews who is a minority who suffer social woes legal woes and economic pressure and they're also segregated okay separated from the rest of society through many aspects now you look at the root of this word and it's an Italian word ghetto or get which means a slag or a waste okay so this will tie clearly into the curses to know specifically that a certain people are considered to be living in slum in verses 16 of course it says cursed shall you be in the city well when you look at some of these surveys you can see those who suffer the most when it comes to uh, jobs unemployment and so forth the yellow you have Asians then you have Hispanics okay which are many of them are our people Israelites and the orange and then you have the whites and the blue but then the largest segment are people of color black people when you combine this number and this number you have almost all of the pie but this should give you a clue and a, and a, a little insight to know that this fits the curses that you find in Deuteronomy 
Cursed shall you be in a field. Cursed shall you be, shall be your basket and your store. Historically speaking, this gives you a good understanding, as you can see, slavery here in America, and you find a certain people that are picking cotton in the fields. The only ones, historically speaking, the only ones who have succumbed to all the curses found in Deuteronomy. Yes, there have been some poor whites who have picked cotton, but have they suffered all the curses found in Deuteronomy? That's the question. And have what we call the Jewish people today, have they suffered all the curses found in Deuteronomy? That's the question. And based on following the curses, you will know the truth. It also says in Deuteronomy, by the Most High, that you shall be cursed in the fruit of your body. Now, this picture over here, this cartoon picture says, it shows a picture of a black angel, okay, and a black infant. And it says, I know how you feel. When I was a slave, down there, the courts didn't think I was fully human either. So they draw this picture to show that the children were even aborted because they are cursed. Even the children that's in the womb are cursed. And it says the most dangerous place for an African American is in the womb because of abortion. Because the Mosai said that the fruit of your body, which are children, will be cursed. And there is no other people on the face of the earth who have been targeted through the whole abortion process. Now let's take a look at a survey as far as deaths are concerned. Now this is back, this is a survey from 1973 until uh, our current times and to show you that african-american deaths through AIDS violent crimes accidents cancer heart disease but look at the, the rate of abortion 13 million 13 million through abortion now you tell me if this isn't a curse or not that a particular people has more, suffered more abortions than any other people. Those are the curses. Now let's take a look at this picture here. This is a woman called Margaret, Margaret Sanger, Sanger, okay. And Margaret Sanger, she is the one who started, she's the mother of the abortion process, Planned Parenthood and so forth. She's the one who started the whole political process to exterminate um, the real Israelites. Let's see what she says. On the extermination of blacks, we do not want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population, she said. If it ever occurs to any of them, of, let me read it again, if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. So, hidden in her agenda, 
among the societies, the well-known, well-to-do and so forth, they have pushed this agenda to exterminate the Negro population. And we're going to see exactly who are the Negro population to know that they are truly the sons and daughters of Israel. This is the same woman here at a Ku Klux Klan rally. Okay, the same person who is part of the government process of the abortion of true Israelites. Okay, you can see that she is part of this whole. Now these um, these Ku Klux Klans consider themselves to be Christians. Just keep that in mind. And you can do your own research on that, but that's true. They consider themselves to be Christians. And if you go and research also the Catholic Church, you'll see that many of the uh, practices, the clothing that they wear, are the same. This is borrowed from the Catholic Church. So it says, The fruit of your land, the increase of your kind, the flocks of your sheep, Bible also says, Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. Yehuah shall send upon you cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all that you set your hand unto for to do. So no matter what you try to do, you will be cursed. You can try your best to be successful in different businesses, and you may rise up to a certain point, but then you'll fall again. But the people on a whole, they are the lowest ones, they are the ones that's always borrowing, they are the ones that's always asking and in need. He says, until you be destroyed and until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings, whereby you have forsaken me. So no matter what we try to do as a people, it's not going to be successful because we have forsaken the Most High. And until we acknowledge that, we will remain where we are, and we will remain in our state. Yours shall make the pestilence cleave, stick unto you, follow you wherever you go, until he have consumed you from off the land where you go is to possess it. Now, in this picture here, there's an article in the Post-Gazette talking about these two and the chances of survival. And it says that um, the one on the left faces significantly more obstacles to care and risk for disease because of her skin color, the one on the left. Okay? Then Dennis Odell, which is on the right, were born on the same day last month. So this one will succumb to more risk for disease because of the skin color. That's what it says in the Post-Gazette. Well, because it, will, it was already pronounced by the Most High that these things will happen. These curses will cleave and follow no matter where we have gone or go. He says that he will smite you with a consumption, with a fever, 
inflammation, an extreme burden. And with the sword, with blasting, mildew, and they shall pursue you until you are perished. Your heaven that is above your head shall be brass, and the earth that's under you shall be iron. So, sickness, prosperity, everything that you, if you look to be rich, you're not going to be wealthy. If you're trying to be healthy, you'll do the best that you can, but certain things are going to uh, affect you because this is what the Most High said will happen to the house of Israel because of disobedience. Okay? And there's only one people on the face of the earth who has succumbed to all these things. Yes, there are people around the world who have had fever, burden, and different things, but not all of these things together, but the house of Israel. Yahuwah shall make the rain of your land powder and dust. From heaven shall it come down upon you until you be destroyed. So droughts, okay? When you plant crops, when you're trying to be successful that way, you're going to suffer droughts and hardships. Yahuwah shall cause you to be smitten before your enemies. You shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shall be removed into all, not Europe, as the world wants us to believe that the Jews are only in Europe. Israel is only found in Europe. He says, shall be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. How are you going to be removed? Your enemies will remove you. They will smite you. You will not be successful. Now, if you notice carefully, it says seven ways. It just so happened that we have seven continents. We also have seven oceans, seven seas. Okay? So, the Most High was on point. The Most High specifically says it will happen, and it did happen. There is, there is no way around it. And if you look at this map, you can see how our people was taken to all different parts of the earth. South America, the Caribbean, North America, to Asia, Arabia, different parts all over the world, through slavery. And your carcass shall be meat unto all the fowls of the air, and unto the beasts of the earth, and no man shall fray them away. The definition of fray is archaic for to scare away or to frighten away. So no one is going to come and chase the fowls of the air, and it's not talking directly about birds of prey that's flying around that you can see, but a people identified as the fowls of the air. These are nations that enslaved our people, and you can look at um, the teaching that I put out there called uh, Eagle, Beast, and Israel, and you'll get a better understanding as far as the uh, beast and the fowls of the air. Okay? But this is a picture of a slave who didn't want to obey the master. They hung a 
they put him a hook into his rib, his rib cage, and hung him on this uh, gallow, this post, and left him there to die. And if you can look in the background, you can see, in the distance, you can see a little uh, uh, ship, a slave ship. So this was one of the practices that they had um, instilled upon our people. What you're looking at here are pictures in our modern times in Florida. They had a practice in Florida that many of the people, Gentile folks, who wanted to um, uh, catch the biggest alligators so they can skin the hide, use the alligator for meat, and use the skin to uh, make belts and shoes and clothing and so forth. They would use one of our little children as bait. So this is an actual advertisement for soap. It says three cakes of soap for 25 cents. And if you look at what it says here, for the removal of discolorations. So they're saying that this soap will help remove, sarcastically, discoloration of the blackness. Okay? So they put a picture of what they practice in Florida of one of the little Hebrew children as bait for the alligators. And they're sarcastically saying for the removal of discoloration because they believe that we are nothing. But the Most High already prophesied that the nations will consider us as nothing. Let's look down here, this other one. This is a postcard, I believe it is. It says, A Darkies Prayer. And it says right here, Florida. If I, if I gets in this gator's mouth, I'll just be... Uh, I can't really read it, but it says, uh, Till to Barbarian. That's why I pray that he turns out to be a vegetarian. So basically, they're making mockery of our people, the little children. That while little children are thrown to these alligators, or placed in a position where the alligators have to come out of the water, that our people will pray. The good thing about this is that at least our people prays to the Most High. That's the good thing. At least our people have had a history of always calling out and praying to the Most High. So this is an evil thing, but the good thing is that at least we have a heart, no matter what, to pray, out, pray to, our, to our King for help. And this will remain this way forever. These things will come to an end. Now, this here that you see over on this side, is a, a song that was written. It's called Mommy's Little Alligator Bait. Music by Sidney Perrin, Henry Wise, and Sidney Perrin. So they even wrote songs, and they had these songs published. Published by Chas Harris of Feeding Our People to alligators. Gentiles. See, this is a Gentile woman here. 
Songs about our people being fed. Now, can you tell me under the sun, under the sun, the moon and the stars, if there's any people on the face of the earth where people manufacture soap depicting the slaughter of a people, postcards in Florida, the slaughter of a people, even singing songs of praise, singing songs about the slaughter of our children. This is really heartbreaking, but I want you to really consider this. Now recently, a manufacturer put out this picture, this um, product, excuse me, of, a, of an alligator it's called Albert the Alligator. This item was purchased in a local store. It was manufactured as part of a series of animal-themed cookie jars that electronically produce animal sounds when opened. Albert, however, does not make animal sounds. He makes black dialect, dialect sounds. So when you open his mouth, you'll hear the sounds of a black person speaking as if it's coming out of the stomach of the alligator. This is terrible. Consider this item in context with the history of depicting blacks as food for alligators. And this is recent, brothers and sisters. This is recent. So, you can see that the curses that the Most High have said will fall upon the house of Israel, it's still in action today. More pictures of our people hanging on posts as carrying by the same eagles, the same, these are the beasts, these are the birds of prey. And no man is going to fray them away, chase or scare these people away from what they're doing against our people. That's what the text is actually saying. We will fall prey to the eagles, to the birds of prey. They will stop at nothing to destroy us. And even though laws are passed, they have another way of getting rid of us through the abortion process. They don't have any shame at all to take pictures and to congregate together and have a festive time. Verse 27 of Deuteronomy 20, uh, 28 says, Yahuwah will smite you with the botch of Egypt, with the emeralds, with the scab, the itch, whereof you cannot be healed. So once again you look at um, some of these surveys, and you can see that when it comes to uh, the rate of AIDS, 
people of color, black people, African Americans, Israelites who are scattered among the nations, are eight times more likely to get AIDS than a white person. Among the women, they're 23 times higher than white women. 23 times higher. An overall population, 10 times higher than the white population. The Most High has put these curses on us, brothers and sisters, because we are stiff-necked people. We are hardened. We like to make excuses. We don't want to keep His commandments. We don't want to keep His feasts. We want to eat pork. We want to eat shellfish, chitlins, um, you know, ham hocks, all kinds of unclean things. We want to dress like the world, like the heathen. We're not to be like that, brothers and sisters. We are set-apart people. We're the only people on the face of the earth who has been plagued with the plagues of Egypt. So we need to return back to the Most High. This article in the Post-Gazette talks about genetics and race. Researchers explore why rates of diseases vary from one population to another. It says here, and this is talking about the Caribbean now, Tobago is a small part of a tiny nation, a tropical Caribbean isle, island with an area of just 116 square miles located northeast of its larger partner Trinidad, that's in the Caribbean, West Indies. When it comes to prostate cancer, Tobago looms big. Men of African descent on Tobago have a rate of prostate cancer that at as best as can be estimated is three or four times higher than that of white Americans and maybe twice as high as African Americans. So in the Caribbean they're suffering at a higher rate. With about 63% of men screened to date, Bunker doesn't yet have a complete answer, but she thinks she knows part of the reason, and that's genetics. See, because the Most High has put within our people the curse. So no matter where we go on this earth, it follows us. It's, it's right embedded into us. And the only thing that can break that is return to His commandments. Sickle cell anemia, most closely identified in the U.S., with black Americans. It's often found in African and by coincidence, no, Mediterranean peoples. Black Americans are 80% more likely to die of the stroke, die of stroke than whites. Now you can see these are curses, but let me show you something that is very interesting. The U.S. Black Americans found is often found in African and Mediterranean peoples. The interesting thing about this is that when you go in reverse, you can see where our people actually came from. Mediterranean people who went to Africa, who ended up in the United States, was cursed with 
sickle cell anemia and strokes and so forth so in this little piece of you know, information it gives a trail of history to know specifically that our people are tied to the Mediterranean Israel but there are also a number of societal and cultural factors the stress of living in a prejudiced society lack of access to health care poor diet that also might predispose African Americans to hypertension so our conditions which is a curse have caused us to succumb to high blood pressure if I can put it in a simpler way, I can sum it up, stress stress in Deuteronomy 28 and 28 says, Yahuwah shall smite you with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart when you look at this chart here you can see diabetes the white which is blue under 45 and the black which is red is higher than the white and when it comes to 45 to 64 years it jumps the white is under 50 over here cases per a thousand and black all the way to 150 cases per 1,000 people. And it jumps even further when it goes from 65 and up. Now it says, The Most High will smite you with madness and blindness. It's not a coincidence that diabetes creates blindness. Okay? It's not a coincidence. So these are the curses that the Most High have placed upon his people. Verses 29 says, And you shall grow up at noonday, as the blind grow up in darkness, and you shall not prosper in your ways, and you shall be only oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save you or redeem you. So when you look at these pictures here, you can see that um, the question of reparations purchasing or redemption of our people there are books written but nothing has happened okay Japanese have been uh, placed in uh, concentration camps here or camps I should say here in America and they have received compensation Jews in Europe were placed in concentration camps and they are still receiving reparations for those crimes but our people who have succumbed to all the curses been used and abused by the Gentiles <clears throat> have never received any compensation for what has happened okay we have we don't even have a place to call our own so we can see that um, books have been written and it's interesting that this book over here says reparations for slavery disenfranchisement to African Americans 400 years 400 years do you think it's a coincidence that we have a number here on this book 400 years and that with scripture 
that says that um, Abraham, your seed will be uh, ser servants or slaves for 400 years. That's not a coincidence. Let's take a look and see how the system is designed to keep destroying us because of the curses that the Most High has placed on us. Jack Daniels was among the largest spenders on al alcohol ads that reached black youth through magazines the study found. The whiskey maker denied targeting any underage markets. The magazines that most exposed young blacks to alcohol ads were Sports Illustrated, Vibe, which is a, a black music magazine, Cosmopolitan, and ESPN. Now, I highlighted these for a reason, because our people, and my experience has been, whenever I've tried my very best to reach our people, they have more time watching sports, basketball, football, you name it, any kind of sports. Our people, our men, especially the men, has more interest in sports than taking up the Word of God and reading for themselves. They have more interest in watching a swine, a piece of swine skin pass from one hand to the next, a rubber ball bounce, rather than knowing the truth of why they're in captivity. So the societies out there, they know who the real Israelites are. And I'm going to show you. They do know, they do understand, they know the facts. They know who the real Israelites are. And they continue to implement the curses that has been pronounced upon us. So he says the magazine, even Jet, which is supposed to be catering to our people, they have been big sponsors of destroying the same people that they are supposed to be uplifting through their magazines. Rolling Stone, which is a rock and roll magazine, Entertainment Weekly, Ebony, another magazine which is tied to Jet, that's supposed to be uplifting our people, is part of the problem of destroying our people. So it's very, very sad and tragic that our people have found themselves in these systems and being brainwashed and not coming out from this system. This is a picture, and we're going to go into slave auctions, of a slave being inspected by the Gentiles. He has to smile to show his teeth. His eyes are being inspected by a doctor to make sure that he is capable and good health to serve the Gentiles. That's what the Most High said. And over here, you can see this is a slave auction. And a family is being sold and probably broken up too. To the highest bidder. These are the curses, brothers and sisters. You will not find anyone Jewish. There's no pictures in Europe that shows Jewish people going through these things. You'll not find it. You shall be thrown to a wife, and another man shall lie with her. This is a picture of a book called The Slave Master's Son. This is a, a little clip from a newspaper back in 1788 for sale. Likely the very attractive, or active, excuse me, young black woman 
late the property of John H. Carey, and I can't really make out here, but it says uh, she uh, offered for any fault, but is uh, regularly obedient and diligent, I guess, is what they're saying. But nevertheless, we can see that our women were sold, and, and another man has the right to just come in to the slave quarters and do as they please with our women. These are the curses only found among the true Israelites. That's going through all these curses that are true Israelites. Fit the scriptures completely. It continues in 30. You shall build a house and you shall not dwell therein. You shall plant a vineyard and shall not gather the grapes thereof. This is a, histor a historical book. It's called Grape, Stories of Vineyards in South Africa. And it shows that from 1652 to 2011, 400 years, our people were the ones who built up the wine industry in South Africa. Our people were used to build up the Gentile economy Planting vineyards, grape vineyards, and shall not gather the grapes thereof. In other words, we will not reap the profits from our hard labor. So it's not just the cotton fields, it's the grapevine vineyards, it's many different orchids, farms, cities. Our people have built the nations. Wherever that we have been enslaved, we are brought there. there to be slaves, to serve, to build up the empires of the Gentiles. Your ox shall be slain before your eyes, and you shall not eat thereof. Your ass shall be violently taken away from before your face, and shall not be restored to you. Your sheep shall be given unto your enemies, and you shall have none to rescue them. These are the curses, brothers and sisters. The Most High said all these things will happen to His chosen people. Do you know of any other people who have historically suffered all, not some, of these curses? There are those who claim to be the chosen, but has never had a history of all these. And this is a picture of a slave, a former slave, and the scars on his back. The scars on his back that has created these keloids in his skin. This is what our forefathers went through. Wherever we have gone throughout the earth, we have succumbed to all the curses found in Deuteronomy 28. And these are some of the uh, posters that they had to sell our people. Valuable Gang of Young Negroes by Josh A. Baird <clears throat> will be sold at auction Wednesday 25th, 12 o'clock. It says Valuable Young Negroes, Men and Women, Field Hands, sold for no fault with the best city guarantees. The sale is positive. This is back in New Orleans. 
1840. And over here we have one from 1769. Probably can't make out the date, but it's April 27, 1769. Another sale here, okay, of our people. The curses continue. It says, Your sons shall be, your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people. That's the Gentiles. And your eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long, and there shall be no might in your hand. So back in the day, they separated the families of our people. Took the father off to one plantation, the mother off to another, and the child was left to serve on another plantation. The scripture says, your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people. Have the Jewish people ever been given to another people? Their sons and their daughters to another people? Ask yourself that question. And your eyes shall look and fail with longing. Have they been through this process? Longing. There's no might. And most recently, it's still happening today. But in a more subtle way. But it's still going on. People Magazine, Sandra Bullock, taking our children, Madonna, Angelina Jolie, Kristen Davis. So all these people, and this is just a sample, don't you find it ironic that they're all of a sudden taking our little, little ones? It's interesting. The fruit of your land and all your labors shall a nation which you know not eat up, and you shall only, you shall be only oppressed and crushed always. This picture here shows our people as a beast of burden, an elephant, and a slave master, the Gentile, is with a whip in his hand, as small as he is. He's very powerful. In the distance, they got some uh, people standing here, and have another Gentile over here, but they're using us, and we are wearing these um, uh, overall trous trousers, which are all ragged, torn from um, being a field hand. Suspenders on, on this uh, picture, beast, showing our people as animals. Our people have always been looked at as animals. Only good to serve, okay, to be used. The males use our women. The female use our men for pleasures, for work in the field. And when they're done, throw them away. And so we can see, you will not find any other people on the face of the earth who have been serving as laborers and always oppressed and always crushed. So that you shall be mad for the sight of your eyes which you shall see. Because when you look at the situation this little girl here in a cotton field, and this is the big house over there, and it just doesn't make any sense. Why 
why am I in this state? You know, I'm sure that questions will arise in the mind. Daddy, mommy, why do I have to pick cotton from sunrise to sundown, even before sunrise to sundown? And I have to make sure that I pick a certain quota, okay? Because Massa has to take his uh, product to the market at a certain time. So why is it this way? Why can't I be in a house like that? What is it about me? I have hands. I have a head I can think. Okay, if I'm good to work the field, I'm good to do other things too. So why is it that I'm in this situation? And it will drive you crazy to know that your children, you're only bringing forth children into the world to serve another people. It will drive you mad. The curses. Deuteronomy 28 and 35 says, Yehuah shall smite you in the knees and in the legs with a sore botch that cannot be healed from the sole of your foot onto the top of your head. And when you look at this um, chart here with Africa, for example, this is only one example because there are many. You can see the rates of sickness all over the continent. Now this doesn't mean that every African here is an Israelite. Because, but our people are mixed among the nations. As it says, we'll be scattered among all the nations of the earth. All the nations of the earth. Verse 36 says, Yehuah shall bring you and your king which you shall set over you unto a nation which neither you nor your fathers have known. And there you shall serve other gods. Gods of what? Wood and stone. Now our fathers knew about Egypt. Our fathers knew about Babylon. And countries that were around. But they never knew about America. Germany. And um, even at the time when this was written, we didn't even know about Rome. Okay, which is the chief. So, our people now were taken into captivity and to this very day have been serving these false messiahs. These images of wood and stone by the Catholic system and all the daughters of the Catholic Church. You go to the Baptist Church, you see these icons either in stained glass or in a book or whatever. But these are the gods that when our people go to church to pray, this is what they see in their eyes. These false images that doesn't even look like the true Israelites. You shall become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations. Now, Europe is only one nation. It's not all nations. So, there's a people, according to to history and the scripture who has been dispersed into all the nations who has been a byword and a proverb and an astonishment no one wants to deal with them he says whither Yahuwah shall lead you even the police as part of the system if Negro men can carry guns for Uncle Sam surely they can drive milk wagons for Bowman Dairy and this is in South Africa. Natives 
Indians, coloreds. If you enter these premises at night, you will be listed as missing. Armed guards shoot on sight. Savage dogs devour the corpse. You have been warned. So we are bywords wherever we go. People treat us indifferent. Let's look at these pictures to get a better understanding about what a byword is. A byword is basically a derogatory term. It says the average inner city Negroid has an IQ level that is no higher than that of an officially instituted, institutionalized retard. When I was studying um, science, I learned that um, there was a man who invented um, or who designed machines, um, engines that worked very well. And among people who purchased um, those engines, they said that his engines were so reliable that there was a term given or known among the people. It was the real McCoy. So if you were looking for an engine that was reliable, the person that's purchasing, the buyer would say, give me the real McCoy. Because the one who was considered to be the real McCoy who invented a reliable engine or machines that worked, didn't break down, was a black person. The first person to do open heart surgery that worked was a black person. The one who designed the layout for Washington DC was a black person. And that's a whole other class. But our people have invented many, many things, but because of the laws, we were not able to register our, our patent, our ideas. The Gentiles were the ones who stole our ideas, our music, our culture, our foods, everything that we have done, they have taken away from us and use it for, the, for their own benefit and for their own good, and then demonize us by calling us names. Therefore, we are nothing but seen as monkeys. Over here is a picture Jolly Nigger, Toy Savings Bank. It shows that we are depicted as a good nigger. Over here, this is a soap that was actually sold for five cents. It's called Tar Soap. Nigger Joe's Tar Soap, five cents. You are not going to find another people on the face of the earth who have been called bywords day in and day out, even until this very day. Now, this is very interesting that a poster or a cartoon would have been drawn associating us with Jews. And bad news. But if you want to know the real Israelite, follow the curses. The curses. Follow the curses. Then you will know who are the real Israelites according to the scripture. This is a can of oysters that was canned. It was called Negro Head Oysters. And it shows here, and this is in Mississippi by the way, in the south, that they showed the Negro Head eating these oysters. 
They changed the name eventually. It says, under repeated pressure brought by the NAACP, the company in Mississippi changed the name of its oysters. The old name was Niggerhead Brand. The new name was Negro Head Brand. So our people are always placed on goods, derogatory terms. You shall carry much seed out into the field, and shall gather but little in, for the locusts shall consume it. Many places where our people reside, and those that remain back in the land of Africa, have suffered by the locusts, famines, and so forth. It's happened to our people. You shall plant vineyards and dress them, as I showed you in the slide before. South Africa and many other places on this earth, Mexico and you name it, Peru, our people have served in vineyards and dressed them. But you shall neither drink of the wine, nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat it. You shall have olive trees throughout all your coast, but you shall not anoint yourself with the oil. For your olive shall cast his fruit. So as we transition from Israel, the curses started there and followed us wherever we have gone throughout the earth. He, which is a stranger, Gentiles and such like, shall lend to you, and you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head over you, and you shall be the tail under him. So we have a system set up that our people do not own, own any banks, but we're the ones that spurs at these pawn shops. We're the ones that goes and borrow from these um, loan sharks and so forth. We sell, we work hard. When we have to pay our rent, we can't afford it. We go to these shops to borrow money. And strangers will come in and set up shops in all where we live, in our communities. But you hardly would find these pawn shops in their communities, among the Gentiles. Cash for gold. You'll find these all over in our communities, wherever Israelites are. Because the scripture says, He will lend to us. We will not lend to Him. How many Israelite banks are there? Real Israelite banks. That, lend, that are lending money, millions of dollars, to the Gentiles. You'll not find it. Okay? Because our people are the ones borrowing because of the curses the Most High set up. They shall be upon you for a sign and for a wonder. These curses will follow us as a sign. So if you really want to know the true Israelites, follow the curses. Because it's a sign, something that says, hello, that's an Israelite. And for a wonder, because people are always asking, well, what's wrong with these people? We try different programs, they're not being successful. We give them welfare, they remain on welfare. It gets worse. We build projects for them, uh, put them in place, housing, and they still end up on the street. What's wrong with these people? Because the Most High says that we will be a sign and a wonder. And our children, our offspring, will go through all kinds of situations. He says, because you serve not the Most High, your God, with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things our people did not serve the Most High with joy we did not want to keep His feasts we didn't want to do things the proper and right way 
We want to go after other gods. We want to be like the Gentiles. So we turn us over to the Gentiles, and the Gentiles have used and abused us. Therefore shall you serve your enemies with which Yahweh, Yahuwah, shall send against you in hunger and in thirst and nakedness and want of all things. Just as you see in this picture here, we turn to Abraham Lincoln, who also said that if he could keep us in slavery, he would. That's what the man said. But we're taught in the school system today that he was a savior for our people. But he wasn't. It was all about economics, all about money. He says, And in want of all things, and he shall put a yoke of iron upon your neck until he have destroyed you. A yoke of iron, brothers and sisters. And you tell me if you have ever seen any Jewish people, historically speaking, with yokes of iron on their necks. Yoke of iron upon your neck. This is a picture of an actual slave at the turn of the century. When slavery was supposed to, uh, you know, come to an end, as they say, this is a yoke of iron to put upon our people. More pictures, yokes, yokes, and then they have this special harness to keep our people from eating, eating any food, so we have to serve. If we want to get a morsel of bread and get this thing removed off of our mouth so that we can eat, we have to serve, make sure that we complete the task that the Master wants us to serve. Yahuwah shall bring a nation against you from afar, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth. Every nation that has enslaved our people have borne the flag or the banner of the eagle. And you can get that teaching with um, the eagle, the beast, and Israel. A nation whose tongue you shall not understand. America is such a country that has enslaved our people. England, France, I mean, all the nations that has carried the symbol of the eagle, Egypt, Persia, Babylon, all of them have had some symbolic reference to the eagle. They have enslaved our people. A nation fierce, a fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. And you can see this is a Ku Klux Klan um, picture here, putting fear upon our people. The local farmer, a local person, and a clansman, and our people have, uh, under the wings of this eagle. And you can see this eagle right above, this phoenix, or this eagle, it's right above the skull and bones, which is a Masonic entity, and our people below the wings of the eagle, the wings of the eagle. And they're not showing any mercy towards us or the young. This is a young child that's in the mother's arms here. He shall eat the fruit of your cattle, the fruit of your land, until you be destroyed, which also shall not leave you either corn, wine, or oil, or the increase of your kind or flocks of your sheep, until he have destroyed you. And he shall besiege you in all your gates, until your high and fence walls come down. 70 AD, Jerusalem was destroyed. The enemy is going to besiege our place 
in all your gates throughout all your land, which Yahuwah, your Elohim, your God, have given you. So the process started there. He says, when you see Jerusalem trodden down or engulfed or encamped with the Gentiles, which are the Romans at that time, until the time of the Gentiles, then you know it's the time that the Messiah will return. So these are signs that our people will be in captivity for a length of time until the Gentiles' time moves out of the way. And then we will be restored back to him. So our people were enslaved, besieged, even before Jerusalem, captivity by the Romans, until our time. They have just changed the way that they look from overseer to officer, which is just, uh, you know, same thing basically. And our man has been enslaved, incarcerated. If you look at any prison, you can see who are the ones that are more enslaved in there? Our people. Because when they go out and try to get jobs, the only jobs they can do is to hustle for uh, drugs or stealing or something else that's illegal. Okay? And if they get certain jobs, it doesn't pay enough that they can be able to have a better life. So they go through this revolving door all the time. Crime, prison. And when they get into prison, there's um, a movie you can watch, a documentary called uh, Slavery by Another Name. And in that documentary, it shows the system has been set up to cause our people to be in a disparity, allowing them to be arrested by the police, placed into the prison, and once they're in the prison, they're utilized by the uh, government, given to these local farmers to work the fields and to bring in these crops. So the government, the industry, they work hand in hand together to enslave our people so that they can benefit through economic means. So Deuteronomy 28 and 53 says, And you shall eat the fruit of your own body. And you can read um, Josephus, where in 70 AD our people, because of the uh, captivity, the siege that took place in Jerusalem, we started to eat our young people, our people, becoming like cannibals, and so forth. The flesh of your sons and your daughters, which Yahuwah, your Elohim, have given you, in a siege and in a strictness, wherewith your enemies shall distress you. So that the man that is tender among you, and very delicate his eye, shall be evil toward his brother, brother against brother, and toward the wife of his bosom, that's why there's so many problems in the average black families. They can't seem to be together. That's why you find many of these women are just single parents. Because of the curses. The curses said it will be so. You go to the average black family. And you see children from different fathers. And the mother is the one that has to take responsibility. And where's the husband? He's no way to be found. And toward the wife of his bosom. For the remnant of his children, which he shall leave. So you find these problems that are curses found only among the children of Israel. So that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall eat. Because he hath nothing left him in a siege. And in the straightness wherewith your enemies shall distress you in all your gates. 
the tender, delicate woman among you, which would not adventure to set the sole of her foot upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness, her eyes shall be evil toward the husband of her bosom, and toward her son, and toward her daughter. So this attractive young maiden, she is fighting against her husband and against her children of the family. These are the curses. And toward her young one that cometh out between her feet, toward her children which she shall bear, for she shall eat them for want of all things secretly in the siege and straightness, wherewith your enemy shall distress you in all your gates. If you will not observe to do all the words, you see it's conditional, of this law that are written in this book, that you may spare this glorious and fearful name, Yahuwah, your Elohim. So, brothers and sisters, it's so important for us to return back to the covenant which the Most High has given. And in order for us to get out from the situation, if we don't return back to Him by keeping His covenant, we are going to remain in the state that we're in right now. Then Yahuwah will make your plagues wonderful, and the plagues of your seed, even great plagues, and of your long con continuance, and sore sickness, and of long continuance. So it will always continue, passed on from generation to generation. And you're trying to figure out, well, I taught my savings or my business would have been successful. So you, you would see that the Gentiles will have a business and be successful and pass it on to their children with no problems, but your children will turn around and destroy that business that you work hard for. Moreover, he will bring upon you all the diseases of Egypt, which you was afraid of, and they shall cleave unto you. Every sickness, every plague, which is not written in the book, such as AIDS, gonorrhea, syphilis, all those things which are not written in the book, them will Yahuwah bring upon you until you be destroyed. Sickle cell. Those things are not written in the scriptures, but these things have afflicted our people. And you shall be left few in number, whereas you were as the stars of heaven. Because we as a people are connected to the stars, to the planets, to the moon, to the sun. We are connected. And that's another teaching. And it shall come to pass that as Yahuwah rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you, so Yahuwah will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to nothing. And you shall be plucked from off the land whither you go to possess it. So we'll be left few in number. That's why people will come in from different countries and become large, successful. And our people will remain the lowest in society. Yahuwah shall scatter you among all people, not some. As we are told that the Jews in Europe are the chosen. But do you fight among all people? That's the question. Do you fight among all people as being the lowest of the low? Do you fight among all people as suffering that has to borrow from others? They're the ones that's lending us. We're not lending them. He says, from one end of the earth even unto the other. That's the four corners of the earth. And there you shall serve other gods, which neither you nor your fathers have known, even wood and stone. Catholic symbols all over the world. Different religions, whether it's Muslim, 
Christianity, or whatever the case may be. Hinduism, you name it. Buddhism. All people are scattered serving all these different gods. And you can see by this picture here <clears throat> that they're showing you that there's Christmas in Kenya. Why would there be a Santa Claus in a, in a, in a suit that's designed for cold climate be found right in an elephant in a hot country? This goes to show that the Gentiles' idea of false worship is found wherever our people have gone. Even in Jamaica, our people have been following Christian concepts, precepts, teachings, idols, forms of worship. Everything that we have been following is contrary to the words of God. And among these nations shall you find no ease, neither shall you. The sole of your foot have rest, but Yahweh, Yahuwah, shall give you there a trembling heart, and failing of eyes, and sorrow of mind. This is very easy for us to understand. How the police, the overseers, the officers, in this modern Egypt that we're in right now, you have the right to remain black and blue. And our people are always afraid. And your life shall hang in doubt before you, and you shall fear day and night, and shall have none assurance for your life. In the morning you shall say, with God it were evening, and at evening you shall say, with God it were morning, for the fear of your heart wherewith you shall fear, and for the sight of your eyes which you shall see. And Yahuwah shall bring you into Egypt again with ships. As you can see with this picture right here, this is the fore, this is the front area of a slave cargo ship. And this is how they place our people on these ships like sardines. Okay, in rows. Women, men, and so forth. They packed the ship. And this is how they packed us. Head up head down. Like sardines, you pack in a, in a sardine can. Okay? Now you tell me, remember that we're reading from the Torah, which says to Israel, the Hebrews, if you don't keep my commandments, this is going to be your outcome. This is what's going to happen to you. Now, there is a set of people, call themselves Jews, who claim the heritage and claim to hold on to the Torah, which have never been in captivity on ships, as you see in this picture right here. Their journey into Europe was different. And that's another class. But our people, Wherever that we have been taken, from the time Rome destroyed Jerusalem, our people was taken on slave ships by the Roman Empire up to Britain, uh, different parts of Europe, wherever Rome had control of. And then as time progressed, our people was taken into slavery by the Arabs, also, and Europeans of different fractions. But ships have been a means by which our people 
or taken into bondage. Even laws by the Catholic Church, the Christians, have enslaved our people. Dom Diversus, a papal bull or decree, issued June 18, 1452, by Pope Nicholas V. The West African slave trade began with this papal decree. It authorized Afonso V of Portugal to conquer and to bring the so-called pagans, they call non-Christians, into indefinite slavery, slavery or servitude. So they considered the West Africans who actually set the, the, the Hebrews who settled in West Africa, who came from uh, Jerusalem, escaping into the mountains from the Roman uh, onslaught, our people settled there, and because the, the Roman church have always known where our people have been, they made a decree saying, enslave those people. And now many of our people still remain in the Catholic church, not knowing that the church is responsible for them being as slaves in the first place. And they have no knowledge of history of why our people are enslaved to begin with. Because even though you look at this history, the Lord is saying that there's another history that I want you to look at. That's Deuteronomy 28. And it says, And Yahuwah shall bring you into Egypt again with ships. Into Egypt again with ships. By the way whereof I speak unto you, you shall see it no more again, and there you shall be sold. Wherever you were taken, now can the European Jews say that they were taken on ships and sold in those places? On the slave ships? They don't have that history. You shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and for bondwomen, and no man shall redeem you. So all people were taken on slave ships, even to the islands of the sea. Let's see what Yeshia, Isaiah 11, 11 says. And it shall come to pass, in that day, Yahuwah shall set his hand again the second time, to recover the remnant of his people. Why the second time? Because the first time was enslavement in Egypt when he sent Moses to deliver the people, our people from slavery. He's going to do it a second time and this is going to be the greatest exodus. To recover the remnant of his people which shall be left from Assyria, from Egypt, Pathros, from Cush, from Elam, from Shinar, from Hamath, from Europe, from Germany. Do you see that here? It doesn't say that. He says the islands of the sea. Our people were taken on slave ships to the islands of the sea. Here goes a picture. Our people left from Israel. When Romans came in, took many of our people as slaves to England and so forth and other parts of Africa and other parts of Asia where they had control of and many of our people fed into the mountains over here but then the Catholic system along with the, slave, um, the Arab trade slave trade system discovered where our people were and made our people slaves took us from here and brought us into other parts of the world 
slavery continued not just in the 14, 15, 1600, it was always going on. Our people were always captured and sold in small pockets, in large pockets, and so forth. Okay? So our people was enslaved and brought to South Africa here, to India, to Arabia, different parts of Asia, to Europe, to the islands of the sea, both in the Caribbean and also the Pacific Ocean and whatnot. And here's a little proof of that by a memoir from a former captive of slavery. His name is Baluda Iquiano from the Igbo tribe. Igbos is just a short name for Hebrew, Igbo or Hebrew people. In this extract from his memoirs, he says he spoke about the Igbo religion in present-day eastern Nigeria and observes that certain aspects of African religious beliefs resemble that which is found in Judaism. He talks about how many of our people have practices, and I'll show you that. I think I have the slide here. I'll show that in a moment. But it shows the practices that is um, Hebrew. But let's show some things here about Hawaii for a second. Because this is also one of the islands of the sea. Daniel Kikawa, author of Pe uh, Perpetuated in Righteousness and God of Light, God of Darkness, said that the Polynesian people, Polynesian people of which the Hawaiian people are a part, had oral traditions going back all the way to Adam. In fact, in their ancient stories, they go all the way to the story of Jonah in the Old Testament. So how do these Hawaiian and Polynesian people have a story about Jonah if they were just recently discovered um, in the 1700s by James Cook? They worship the one supreme benevolent creator of God named Io. Io is a linguistic variation of the Hebrew name Yahweh or Yahweh. Daniel Kiyokawa says that the proto-linguistics and proto-anthropologists have the, determined that the Hawaiian people originally came from the Middle East. This is confirmed by the oral tradition in some of the stories that they tell. Then they migrated to India, from there to Burma, and then to the islands of the sea. This is a map of some of the known places that our people have been um, living in Africa. Mali is one. Timbuktu was a central area where many of our people had colleges. Cape Verde Islands, West Africa, all over here in West Africa, Cameroon, Nigeria, and so forth. Congo, Ethiopia, Uganda, Kenya, Rwanda, Madagascar, Zimbabwe, and certain parts of South Africa. On this slide here, you'll see that um, it was also in the news, and you can go to this YouTube um, link here and see this um, recognition by many of the rabbis in Israel that recognize the Igbo as the tribes of Israel. They confirmed that they are the tribes of Israel. September 6, 2006, Igbo on the west coast of Africa and Nigeria were recognized by the chief rabbi in Israel after receiving a letter from the Igbo rabbi Daniel on behalf of his people.
So on this, this is um, an auditorium room, and have these rabbis, Jewish rabbis, on the stage here, and they're recognized, officially recognized in the Igbos as tribal Ephraim and, or Israelites. Most Ethiopians would probably tell you that only a small minority of them were taken into slavery, and most recently the Lemba have been proven to be descendants of the Kohanim through DNA. Nevertheless, the history records that also among them, a small minority of these Ethiopians were taken into slavery. Yet the Igbos in Nigeria on the west coast of Africa were the majority of Africans that were taken into slavery to the Americas beginning in the 1600s. So there are some of our brothers that saying that the Ethiopians are not Jews, are not Israelites. But they're wrong. Because there's slavery also among them. Our people are among the Ethiopians. Our people are among many other nations. Okay? That doesn't mean that all Ethiopians are Israelites, but within the Ethiopians, Israelites can be found. They also confirm that most of the slaves brought to the Americas came from Nigeria, hence the term Niger or nigger, later, later becoming a derogatory word. So in this confirmation of our brothers, the Igbo, or Ibu, Hebu, that consists most of the tribes of Gad, Zebulon, Ishikar, is just the tip of the iceberg because in this confirmation it confirms the beliefs of many of the Hebrew Israelite communities in, in the U.S. that they were brought on slave ships from the west coast of Africa, mainly Ghana and Nigeria, in fulfillment of Bible prophecy. So what we have seen in our lifetime is a completed trail of black Jews from Israel down to East Africa over to West Africa and into the slave ship bound for the Americans. So this is not really a very clear map, but this is Africa here, this is the outline of Africa, Europe, and showing you the uh, slave trade, the patterns of slavery, are people taken over to the West. This is also a map of, um, this is like Africa, but it goes from Jerusalem, you can, you can hardly see it, but right here it says Jerusalem, and it shows you how our people migrated from Jerusalem and traveled down over to West Africa, Western Africa. And as they travel over to Western Africa, it was considered that this region of West Africa was called Negro Land. Okay, this is Benin, Benin, Nigeria, Benin, and those places, this is all West Africa. And they call it Negro Land. And this is a map that you find uh, belongs to England, Holland, and Denmark. England, Holland, and Denmark. And all this area over here was called Ethiopia. This is part of Ethiopia. So most of Africa was called Kush or, or Ethiopia. And this portion where our people settled was called um, Negroland. Now, very interesting about the term Negroland, because I want to show you something very important. The word Negro denotes Africans, people of color, black people. But historically speaking, the same Gentile people 
who have coined the term Negro, okay, have also had a secret that they have been keeping from us and is found in a Christian literature. Zondervan Bible Dictionary, and you can pick up a copy at your local Barnes and Nobles or Amazon. The Compact Bible Dictionary by Zondervan. They publish many Bibles. In the section about ham, if you look up the definition for the word ham, okay, this is a photocopy, it's not very clear, but it says here down below, ham, the youngest son of Noah, born probably about 96 years before the flood, one of the eight persons to live through the flood, he became the progenitor of the dark races, not the Negroes. But the Egyptians, Ethiopians, Libyans, and Canaanites. Let's go back for a second. Egypt is above here. Canaan is a little higher up. This is where the Negroes were taken as slaves. So in this Bible dictionary, they're putting on the classification that the Negroes are not from Ham. So if the Negroes are not from Ham, where do they come from? If Ham is the progenitor of the dark races, then there's Shem and there's Japheth. But according to the scripture, Japheth is the progenitor of the Europeans. So that only leaves Shem as the progenitor of the Negroes. So they are saying in their compact dictionary that the Negroes are Shemites or Shemitic. Okay? In other words, Hebrews, brothers and sisters. Let me give you some more proof. The Gentiles know who the Hebrews are. This is a British coin found in West Africa back in 1941. On one side, says British West Africa 1941 it shows the Star of David which we don't practice the Star of David because this is of course a pagan star that was barred by a people but they made a connection these Gentiles made a connection with the West Africans by placing the Star of David on there they knew who the people were on the other side of it, there's a little bit of uh, Arabic written here. So the British, this is a 1907 coin, are showing proof that our people are in West Africa. Now, even the Moravian Church, the Church of Denmark, know about the true Israelites. They follow the curses. Back in 1777, they will gather information on the island of St. Croix in the West Indies. They conducted a survey, an interview with many of the African-born slaves. These interviews allowed him to reconstruct several African nations, including on the basis of five informants, that of the Igbos. Oldendorp 
although not explicitly describing the Igbos as Jews, evokes a close affinity between them in the following passages. He says that the Igbos do not tolerate one uncircumcised male slaver among them. Only when he is circumcised do they accept him in as worthy of human company. Among the Igbos, they the priests are taken out of a sort of people whom they call living sacrifices. And this is part of what um, Ikuyando um, Olado was talking about in his memoir. So this will tie back into that. But he called them living sacrifices. They are called living sacrifices. There's a set of people among Igbos that um, these very ones live celibate without property at the expenses of others and have the liberty to take from others of all what they need and nobody, no one hinders them. Like the Pharisees among the Jews, they let their hair grow and, use, and the use of the scissors is not permitted to them. It's also known among his research that if a woman is in childbed, after her six weeks have passed, in which she is held as unclean. So, they have the process, which is taken from the Torah, of being circumcised, the priesthood, and also the nadah, the woman going, being unclean for a certain period of time. Now I want to show you a picture that was found in the tomb of Sebekhotep. This is a tomb in Egypt. I want to show you something very interesting here. Two groups of Asiatic men offer tribute to the king of Egypt. They are wearing striped long sleeve tunics. But it says Semites presenting offerings. If you look closely, you can see that they are people of color. Some of them are lighter shade brown, and they're wearing a uh, cap over the head because of the work that they're doing. They're wearing caps on their heads, hats on their heads, all of them, okay? But they're dressed in white and they have, you probably can't see it too well, but they're blue ribbons throughout their clothing, blue ribbons throughout their clothing. Shemites, and the tomb in Egypt, and you can see that the people are not white, they're people of color, from light shades to dark shades. Okay? This will give us a good clue, but also look at their faces. They're wearing beards. They're all wearing beards. Okay? Proving that these are Israelites, our people, or people of color. Now let's take a look, we're going to be wrapping it up pretty soon. That there's blindness that's written in the, in the Brit Hadashah, even in the Tanakh, that will happen to our people. It so happened that um, a statement was revealed by a U.S. Senator back in 1832 that our people need to remain in darkness. Let's see what it says. U.S. US Senator Henry Berry made this often quoted revealing statement to the Virginia House of Delegates concerning the state of Negro state slaves. He said, We have as far as possible, as much as they could, closed every avenue by which light, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, 
may enter the slave's mind. If we could extinguish the capacity to see the light, our work would be complete. 1832 in the U.S. government. Blindness and light. In Romans 11 and 25, Rav Shaul says, I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits. The blindness, in part, has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentile be come in. What does that mean? The Gentile times have to be completed. Where can we get that understanding? Luke 21, 24 says, They, that's Israel, shall fall by the edge of the sword, by the Gentiles, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Goyim, the Gentiles, the Europeans, until the times of the Gentiles and the Europeans be fulfilled or completed. In other words, brothers and sisters, we are going to remain in our captivity until the Europeans' rulership is over. But until then, our responsibility is to make sure that we keep the Torah so that we can be worthy to be returned back and be under the protection of the Most High. But there's a promise. In Zephaniah 3, 18 and 20, it says, I will gather them that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly. That's us. We are sorrowful. Who are of you to whom the reproach of it was a burden. It has been a burden for our people to be in this captivity for a long time. Behold, at that time, I will undo. That time is when the Gentile time is fulfilled. I will undo all that afflict you, Israel, and I will save her that halteth, and gather Israel, her that was driven out, and I will get them, Israel, praise and fame in every land, America, Europe, Africa, whatever country that we've been enslaved, Asia, Arabia, he's going to get us praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. So, as you go through history, and you go through um, societies, governments of the world, our people have always been put to shame. They have always been a name, a derogatory term for our people. They call us so many different evil words. Different languages were called those names. Because the, the scripture says it will happen. It says, at that time will I bring you again, even in the time that I gather you, for I will make you a name and a praise among all the people of the earth. When I turn back your captivity before your eyes, said Yahuwah. So brothers and sisters, the goal of this teaching of mine, my heart is for us to Teshuvah. We ought to return back to God's Torah. And by doing so, recognize that we have messed up, we have sinned, and we need to atone for our sins by returning back 
to the Most High. And I pray that you have gained some understanding of why we have been in captivity, but more so who are the ones, the true Israelites that are in captivity, are the ones who have broken the commandments. So go back and prove it. Go read Deuteronomy 28. And I also believe it's uh, Leviticus 26 that talks about our people being enslaved. And you can also read the Apocrypha. Okay, you can read the Apocrypha. And by reading the Apocrypha, you'll understand that our people are forsaken the Most High and uh, would be taken into captivity for a certain amount of time. There is a prayer that I recommend that many of you read is in um, Ecclesiasticus uh, 36, I believe it is, mm -hmm. that I would recommend you take some time and read in that and say that prayer. And I would urge many of you all to stop fighting with each other. There are many different groups out there that um, understand this teaching. But we still continue to fight each other, call each other names, look down on our women, uh, say evil words and use a lot of the Gentile um, curse words at our people. And we need to stop doing that. We need to take some time and pray at least three times for the day. Say a prayer at the appointed times. In the morning, at noon, and also at evening. Do like what Daniel did. Pray for, on the behalf of the whole house of Israel. Love your people. Teach your people. This is a covenant that binds us with the Most High. And so, I pray that this has been a blessing to you. And I ask that uh, you continue to keep me in prayer. And that the work will continue. In Yahushua's name, Amen. Amen.